1: Greetings, Grapple fans. Welcome to episode one or three of the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. I am your host, Danny Wills, joined as ever by my Xavier Woods to the biggie. It's Guy Drinkle.
2: What up? You
1: have to play trombone now.
2: Oh, God. Uh, You have to do a (laughs) shit. Have you watched SmackDown this week? You have to do it. If you, you watch go. if you watch the SmackDown this week, you have to do a crap Aussie accent.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I I just I just can't take much more of them new day skits um, and hearing pancake and stuff like that every week. Maybe, no, maybe we yeah, need to
2: find a new group. <laughs>
1: yes, we do. We need to find a new tag team to uh, to become and morph ourselves into one. No, <laughs> the one that isn't bored <laughs> and stale. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, look, this week's edition, of course, we're here to look back on Hell in a Cell, the pay-per-view. Bell to Bell, quite an interesting one. When we previewed previewed it last week, Guy, we thought this could actually be quite a fun one, especially given that it's a gimmick pay-per-view, because they're not always that great. They do get a bit too caught up in, um, in the gimmick itself, but this... This kind of worked quite nicely, and Mm. um, I don't know about you. Overall, I mean, it wasn't like a classic. I wouldn't put it up there as, you know, amongst the best pay per views I've ever watched, but um, it was quite enjoyable.
2: Yeah, it's probably the first time in a while you could probably say the majority was undoubtedly good. And Mm. um, on a a main roster card, I should add to this, um, it's probably the first time in in a. why we've said that because if it, for me personally, I skipped the mixed tag team match, which made it even better. <laughs> um, so well, you
1: picked the right one to Skip.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So there wasn't really a bad match for me. There was a couple. There was a couple of bad moments, but we'll get to them later on. But no, I really enjoyed this pay per view, and I think it's what exactly what we thought it would be, didn't we, Andy? Um, not not groundbreaking. It's not going to top some the highest of the highs, it's not going to be um, take over worthy. But um, it, it was sure as hell fun.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. I mean, like you say, there, there was one match that I thought stunk, and a couple that were just kind of okay. But there was a lot of stuff that was good there. Um, and we did mention as much as you know. I said, look, ten years ago, I'd have been interested in seeing Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. The build was. It had its interesting moments, I think, from the sadistic nature of Randy Orton more than anything else. But as as we both suspected, there were some highlights within this um, uh, and certainly a moment where I I, I very, very nearly parted with my dinner.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, Um, I think Vince has finally... He must have saw Jeff Hardy walking past one day and just went, What's he done to Wizzy? <laughs> um, I just thought of all these spots, didn't he? Um, but no, it, it, it was it was brilliant in a in a disgusting way, and um, I, I really enjoyed this match, Andy. To be fair, um, I think it used the cage quite well. I think he got the mad spot that Jeff Hardy was promising because he hit that table like an absolute sack of shit. <laughs> um, and yeah, I thought it was just good throughout and. <clears throat> I think it may be it may have been really 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 overdue, but even on SmackDown this week and the the, the build in, the, in this feud, Jeff had not Jeff Hardy sorry uh, Randy Orton as a heel is it's like different ends of the scale compared to the face. As a face he's just crap. As a as a heel he's very a, he's very much a top tier. Talent and WWE and uh, character as well, and um, it, it's good. It's good to see, and they're doing it well. It'll be interesting to see who he goes on to next. But um, I thought this, I thought this was feud was re- done really well, and the match ended up being a big payoff, in my opinion. And I've, I may have been slightly disappointed. The WWE title match didn't get hell in a cell, but I think this match it, it used it so well, it, it made me forget about that.
1: Yeah. I think you made a really good point in there. You know that Randy Orton, as a babyface, is just is just vanilla. He really is. But as a, as this, you know, in this sadistic heel role that he has done before, so he knows the character well. He just portrays it so well, and he it's it, it's more convincing, and he looks more comfortable. And I dare say, he looks like he's enjoying himself in in a sick way. Yeah, he is. And, <laughs> and I I think and I think Jeff Hardy was kind of having fun in doing that I wouldn't be surprised if you know you mentioned you know this was a good payoff I wouldn't be surprised if we get another match somewhere down the line Mm. so that Jeff Hardy can have his moment but yeah we we could see what was coming when he was swinging from the cell and yet nobody had done that one before so it was unique it was different it was something to remember it by something to take home other than just a screwdriver through the the, uh, earlobe
2: I think um, both got good reactions as well, to be yeah,
1: fair. Yeah, yeah. even though you could see what was coming, you hmm. knew what was going to happen, but still, you didn't want to turn away because you just wanted to witness it, and that is the madness of Jeff Hardy, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know you're not his biggest fan, but I think well, I think even you, when you saw it was going to be him in a Hell in a Cell match, you are like, yeah, he's going to do something absolutely mental. <laughs> yeah,
1: to the point where I kind of feared, like, is he going to go too far you know and to try and get that pop and give the audience something memorable is he really going to end his career so soon after his brothers potentially here <laughs> you know having to uh, retire himself
2: yeah that that was the one concern but no i think i think it was i think he protected himself quite well because i know he was i know he was high up um, and it was a big spot, but it's it's probably not it's not same damage as uh, jumping off the top onto the announce table, is.
1: No.
2: <laughs> which I, I was kind of expecting. But no, it was it was unique, and I think it was well thought out of uh, well thought of. But um, yeah, I think both of them have profited quite well from this feud, and
1: yeah.
2: whether we want to see it or not, you could probably see them you could probably see them both in, in main event ish type settings on SmackDown, maybe not on big pay-per-views, but I think they're both long-term-ish and um, could still do main event jobs.
1: And, that, and that's that's good, in that both guys come out of this for the better. Uh, one final note, the puncture wound on Randy Orton's leg, yeah, that wasn't nice either. Oh, that was, oh I
2: forgot about that. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah,
1: that was not so a bit of skin what hanging ca- off.
2: What caused that? Because it was
1: horrendous. I've no. I'm not really sure. Not really sure. Um... Yeah, it was not nice. There was all sorts going on there. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. I, I said this had the potential to become match of the night. Um I don't think it it was. Mm. There was a couple of little moments in there that um that might show up on the bot Germania uh show reel. But it was still a good match and I think the the ending was well done and obviously got huge pop from the crowd cuz they loved it even though Beck Lynch is supposed to be a heel <laughs> but what I, the, what I get from this is there's more to come from these two and I think as they go on you know we probably look at another 2 3 matches from them and I do suspect that they'll just get better and better as they work more and more in the ring in front of the crowd
2: yeah, um I, I thought it, I thought it was a very good match. Um it had a, it had an excellent build. It had um it it's what we wanted from the women's division on SmackDown, wasn't it? We uh, and I know she wasn't there, but we've slated Carmella in the past for bringing down the quality of matches tenfold and going over um people who she shouldn't be going over on. But this I thought this one was perfect. As you said there was a couple um Dodgy moments, shall we say? But I thought the ending was quite good. It was quite clever and quite sudden. And then after after the match as well, um, yeah, with the the going to Razor arm and stuff like that. I thought it was I thought it was quite clever, and I think it's a real good character development. And your your shout last week about the, uh, the double turn. It, I think there's a should be putting money on that, Andy. It's, it's, it's on, it's, folks. It's, it's, it's on. Definitely, it's definitely coming that one, um, because well, Becky's prob. Other than Rhonda, she might be the most popular woman in the company.
1: <laughs> well, did you see the tweet from Stone Cold Steve Austin?
2: Um, yes, but remind me. I can't
1: yeah, just that. I think it's just showing that love. Um, that's for me. Speaks volumes. There's a lot of a lot of people. From the business, showing their love for for Becky Lynch, I think they will really appreciate what she's been, what she's doing, mm. not just the ring, ring work, but this ability for her to develop a character and show a bit more than the nicey, nicey babyface, you know, the stereotypical babyface role, uh, and this edge to her. I, I, I just think it's she's naturally and. You know organically transforming into a badass baby face you know the the you the anti hero when, when, yeah,
2: when you say a badass, you have to do a stone cold version That's
1: <laughs> <badass>. <laughs> well it's it's probably the closest thing you get to a female version of stone cold mm. in in the organic way that um that she's changing, and you just hear in that crowd they're they're more tuned in, they're more interested in her. Uh, and I know she's, you know, probably it's on the mic. She has to reject that and everything. But yeah, I I don't know. Charlotte's much more comfortable as a heel. Yeah. The flip good. is there. The the double turn is on for me. It's still on. And with with good planning, you know, we we could see the you know the female version of of Bret Hart versus Stone Cold at WrestleMania 13, and and these two are capable of doing it in my view.
2: Yeah, I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen the Stone Cold Bret Hart one, but um, uh, I think there's definitely that the potential. I'm not sure when it'll take place. Maybe at Evolution, um, but that uh, as I think you said it last week, the the turn doesn't mean that Becky has to go back to being um, smiley wavy Bailey. Well, half half Bailey, let's say. Um, but I think <clears throat> I think it's definitely on whether it's at Evolution. Uh, Survivor Series, I was gonna say the Saudi one and then just remember the can't go. <laughs> uh, which is, uh, another Oops, don't another, mention that, yeah, folks, don't another, mention that, folks. Yeah, remember that. Uh, here's a women's pay you to make you forget it. <laughs> um, but uh, whatever, whatever, I think it's Extreme Rules, that might be a good one to do it, actually. Uh, because we will probably get more focus. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a feud, I'm quite, I'm quite enjoying and looking forward to more on SmackDown. Especially with Bruce yeah. Day, darling. I need stuff. Oh, to replace. Oh, I had to bring I, it up, Andy. I um, had to. Yeah, I'd,
1: I'm sad. I, I I really felt your pain there. I really do feel your pain, but may, maybe it just puts uh, Aiden English more in focus.
2: <sighs> Be like Elias laying down the guitar. Just <laughs> wood. I need wood. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I mean, as you alluded to, uh, SmackDown. And that is the thing that they've took it on. That they've kept this going and. Just the the way that um, that Becky Lynch is delivering the lines, you know, with, with such I don't know, just, there's just real sharpness to the way she delivers. The crowd are really on it. This this is a good feud. It's you know it's building nicely, uh, and there's plenty more to come. And like I said, I just expect these two to just get better and better as they continue working together. So
2: yeah, we saw yeah. it with um, Sasha, didn't we? Um, and then Charlotte in the first one, it kind of grew into into some great matches. So I'm, yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing the same thing here.
1: Yeah, that's 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 a good point. That's a really good reference. Uh, next up for me, without a shadow of a doubt, the match of the night, one of the best matches of the year, the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins, who is on fire no matter what he does. Uh, Dean Ambrose. Losing as we would expect, and and that's you know I think it was the, the right decision as well, to Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, and yeah we've we've seen a reignited Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre looks legit, he looks main event worthy. This for me was just fantastic. It, I loved every minute of this match. I mean it went nearly twenty five minutes. And it didn't feel it. It felt like ten. It was. I thought it was brilliant.
2: Yeah, undoubtedly match of the night, as you said. Um, it 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 had everything. It had um, high sport, high flying. Drew McIntyre being brilliant, and yeah, he's quickly becoming my favorite thing on Monday Night Raw, um, because he he's just perfect at pretty much everything. I mean, I I think on his NXT run, I think it's pretty clear that he's a better heel than he is a face. But I think in NXT, he showed he can get over as a face. So I think he's pretty much Vince's wet dream at this stage, because if you look at him in his first run, he's quite small. And now he looks about eight foot tall, (laughs) and about wide as a house, and he's just, he's terrifying. And he is, he, he... He's the big winner in this feud for me. Um, I think we mentioned in the preview that it, it's a shame that um, the Intercontinental titles in a tag team match. But I, I'd soon, I, I soon forgot about that um, when the quality of the match happened. But um, yeah, if if this ends up with, I don't know, Drew having the IC title and then moves on to the um, main event once the feud's over. I, I could see that happening because he is absolutely money. He's a star. Um and he's I think we said it on the last week he's probably the best call up I think we said apart from Charlotte and if his trajectory is as good as I hope it is he could surpass Charlotte because um, he's making such a big impact in such a small space of time uh, he he is just brilliant and he he could have the same impact as a heel as I think we've been saying Joe has been he he's that good and I'm not sure how old he is I'm not sure he's that old but he could be. He could be one of the best heels in the company for years.
1: Yeah, I think he's still got plenty of gas in the tank. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he, he he undoubtedly took the right decision to uh, to get his release, um, go mm. up, work some of the independent scenes, really hone his craft, work on his character, developed his, his talking skills. Obviously, physically he looked bigger. He carries himself, and that's a big thing. He just carries himself like he is a main eventer.
2: He's fairly free. But-
1: yeah there's there's still plenty of time you know there's there's a good 5 years at least so in wrestling terms he's probably around about peak years because it's that mixture isn't it of you're still young enough to physically be able to go and to, and have enough bumps left in you but you've also gained some experience you've developed your your in ring work and you've also developed your your mic skills and the confidence so it's that sort of thirty to to mid to late thirties. It's it's often really the peak years for a wrestler. So, ah, mm. there's plenty to go. And, and what about the finish though, guy? I, I thought the way that they did the finish,
2: fantastic.
1: The timing was just impeccable.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who who was who, which one of the Shield was doing the move? I can't remember. Was it Seth?
1: It was Seth. Yeah. 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 The Superplex up, ready for the Falcon Arrow, and yes, comes. Yes, that was it. Drew yes. McIntyre. I mean, just impeccable timing and all done so smoothly
2: perfect yeah um it was absolutely perfect and i think that's what it gives you with when people have when you have a finisher like drew's it, it it's quick it's sudden um and and it can it can produce finishes like that i mean sometimes you see it with um some sub, submit sub, submission specialist i think joel for example let's use him as an example you can't really do that that quick finish with him because his finishes are the muscle buster and the and the cocaine clutch um and i think with with a finish like that it it's it quick it's sudden it it was almost a surprise and as you said the match was 25ish minutes but it did felt it almost felt like that could have went on another 10 minutes and nobody give it give a, a monkey's uh, it's it, it was just a brilliant match and as you say um it, it's just brilliant, and I think it, it, it's almost reminiscent of NXT tag matches because apart from the Usos v, v New Day last year, the tag team division hasn't been that great on both shows. I mean, we had um, the Bar had a good run. But yeah, but in, the Bar uh, with that,
1: anybody has generally been very good.
2: Yeah, but I think they've always struggled to get it on both shows, having to having good tag team runs, haven't they? And they've always kind of panicked and had this Shield revival or half a Shield revival. But now, I think now on both shows, let's say, I think they've got a, a decent um, balance. Because I know it was on the pre-show, but even the SmackDown um, title match was, was, was fairly good.
1: Yeah, it's I, I love tag team wrestling and always have done... Uh, it's a, got such know, potential. Yeah, it it, I think it serves a great purpose at times. It really does it's such a useful tool for launching people for for you know people like cesaro and shamers who creative aren't too sure quite what to do with you can put them together and you could get them really hot so and and as much as anything you know the, the real true sort of experts at it could could make it look so good and the crowd love it and again you're setting up the hot tags and things like that so it's some some of the best matches over the past couple of years between the main roster and NXT have been tag team matches so Yeah. For years it was underappreciated. I'm happy to see the fact that um the tag team wrestling is back. Back where it belongs and, and that's right at the the forefront of of the events and, and people's minds and really enjoying it so Yeah, that that was a, a fantastic match. And What did you make of the WWE title match then?
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Um I actually I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, um the that was the worry, wasn't it? Was the finish again. And that's the only bad thing for me was the finish. Um, the, the jaw getting a, what, what was a top, a tap out and, um, pinning of the shoulders. That's the only down point for me. I think it was. Um, really? Yeah. That's, that's,
1: I think that's where we're going to disagree here then, because I, I enjoyed the match and I do think that there is, there's still more from them. I, I actually quite like the finish in the way that it was executed. I thought it was executed really, really well. My only concern with it is, where we've had this kind of questionable sort of finish, you know, like who was the questionable outcome, should we say, of the decision, who should have actually won that match, was Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And the guy who we were supposed to cheer, which was, you know, the way that it was portrayed, which is Roman Reigns, is the guy who was on the wrong end of how the decision should officially have gone. So that's the only thing Mm. I would maybe question on this is like, Shouldn't it really be the heel who's actually won, but the face has got has got the the valid point of hang on a minute? I should really have won that match. I've been you know shortchanged here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I think the way that they did it was really good, but that's the it's the psychology of it. It's the only bit that I might question, but I I, I kind of I, I like how they did it. And and obviously it gives it gives something else to this feud then it can move it on to in a slightly different direction so it doesn't have to focus purely on AJ's family now.
2: I think for me, Andy, the problem is that AJ's just had this exact same feud and same finishes with Shinsuke. That's probably my issue with it. He obviously didn't have the false um count thing to uh, to my memory. Um but we had so many dod we've had so many dodgy, uh, dodgy finishes to AJ matches in a few months, and I, maybe I'm just getting a bit bored of it. And, and I know, <clears throat> I know it's always high drama with the WWE titles and uh, Universal titles, but I just want a clean finish. <laughs> uh, always, they always there seem to be always building to the next pay per view, and it doesn't help that there's another mm-hmm. 25 pay per views in the space of a month. But I think again, okay, we keep referring to the preview. But I don't. I wouldn't mind the WWE title getting swapped about every few months. At this yeah, stage, I, If I, if AJ and Joe went back, to, like had a back-to-back feud where they swapped titles for two or three times, it would work perfectly for me.
1: Yeah, I think that this really was the opportune, you know, way to have done it. In that, you know, if the kind of roles reversed almost, that imagine that the, the referee had gone for the tap but not actually realised that he could have counted AJ's shoulders you know then, then AJ can say you know really I should have been I should have actually been declared the winner of the match but mm. Joe's got the belt and then they can have a rematch and then they, if they because my guess is from this is they don't intend to take the title off AJ so then they could have switched it back to him it's just another way of switching up and making it that more interesting I guess I guess storyline purposes, this is a way to get another match because if you'd have had another clean finish, or if you'd have had a clean finish, then that would be it then, wouldn't it? Um, why, why should Joe get another yeah. match if he's just lost clean? So, yeah. Well, yeah, there is that, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't think they're going to go in that direction, I, unfortunately, which just, is a shame. a shame for both people. I think it would be good for the show. I, would be, I think it would be a lot of fun watching and, and certainly interesting watching Joe carry that title, give the promos. Uh, and then more interesting to see AJ chasing the title again as the babyface uh, and let people get we, behind him.
2: We've been saying that for months now. <laughs> uh, yeah. But my... The, obviously, on SmackDown, they announced that Miz v. Bryan's going to be the Aussie thing, and then the winner goes on to a WWE title match. Mm. Do you think that hints at this Aussie one's going to be the last one between them? And if so, yeah. yeah. that would probably hit the AJ winning for me. Yes. Yeah. they'd have to do the rematch if Joel won, obviously, which... It, unless we're just overthinking it, but if it goes with AJ winning, that's going to kind of annoy me. Because that's too very promising heels that AJ's gone over and i know it's not him making the decision making i'm sure i'm sure edge would probably love to drop the belt to his mate um, to to uh, Joe. um it would be such a probably a big moment for them privately but um <clears throat> it's um we're, we're running out of people he can feud with unless he turns heel
1: <laughs> yeah i I'd, I'd, i think you're right i i think that's why we've also had uh, Miz and Maurice going over so far that Daniel Bryan's going to get this win and then we're going to get the dream match so to speak you know for wrestling purists of, of AJ and Daniel Bryan so oh, I think it, gonna
2: be on the Saudi it's probably thing, telegraphed
1: it? yeah it's probably telegraphed oh. but it'll be it'll be a fantastic match but it, it's it's a shame that other things couldn't have been done in the meantime but not to totally. yeah
2: yeah and um, unless they the doing Miz for AJ but that Really disappointing, let's be honest, but um, yeah, it, it, it's a weird one. But I think we're getting ahead of ourselves a bit. But I hope I keep saying this everything. But I hope Joe wins a bloody title, <laughs> that's about it. But um, it, it the, mo- the, the most concerning thing for me is that AJ is getting a bit stale. So maybe if it does go end up being Brian, he might turn heel or something like that. So that might work a bit better than just. Him burying every talent on the roster, but um, yeah, I think I think it was a good match overall.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. What I thought it was a good match, and like I said, I did enjoy it. I do think there's there is more to come from them, and like we said, you know, I suspect that this thing in Australia will probably be the last chapter, unfortunately. And hopefully, we'll we'll see more of them in the future. I mean. We've mentioned Miz and Daniel Bryan. I'll let, let's get it out the way. Yeah. Miz and Maurice defeated Daniel Bryan and Brie he'll, Bella
2: he'll have to take in a god awful
1: match. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you, you took the right time to go for a piss.
2: Oh no, I didn't. I just skipped it. <laughs> <laughs> I, fell, I fell asleep hard. I was I was I stayed up watching the box and the previous night, so I was absolutely buggered. <laughs> yeah. So I just well, went to
1: sleep. It, it was. It was. Pretty awful, in all honesty. Um, <coughs> Maurice, yeah, I know she's not that long um, <laughs> given birth and whatnot, but that was that was a glimpse into the bad old days of, where, of the Diva era, where we had champions who could barely wrestle at all. Um, that that was it was not good.
2: I imagine Brie was almost as bad.
1: <laughs> um Yeah, she made Brie look good. <laughs> that's how, yeah. It's um, it, that's the other part of the you know the whole evolution pay per view is I worry that we're going to get a bit too much um, ring time with people who. And least the
2: NXT oh, titles on there, the women's titles on there.
1: Yeah, and, well like, um, that's something.
2: The May Young thing finishes there as well, doesn't
1: it? So yeah. Be good. Yeah. So anyway, less said about that much the better. It it, it is what it is. And hopefully let's
2: hope, they forget about it and just
1: go on to the 1v1 match. Yeah, it's it's been a thoroughly disappointing feud, in my opinion. And the the in ring work has not gelled at all. And hopefully, the Australia thing Reduce is, yeah. yeah, hopefully they have a, a good match. And that is the end of it. And um, Daniel Bryan can move on, uh, quite frankly, to people who can hang in the ring with him one on one. I know that might sound harsh, yeah, yeah. but. That you know, I it is.
2: Hopefully, the crowd will be into it a bit more. Not, I, I think I heard it was sixty thousand. I'm not sure if that was the Saudi one or the Aussie one.
1: Yeah, um, the Aussie on your Yeah, MCG's yeah. A big, it is a big
2: place. Yeah. So if there's sixty thousand people, I imagine it'll be quite very very pro Daniel Bryan.
1: Yeah. The only thing that there is because it's open air, and and you get the whole thing of the sound lifts and it mm. leads and it goes out. You know, with, within a closed arena, the sound stays and it reverberates. Yeah. So, if there is that that potential that you do lose a little bit of that, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, look, the Aussies will be mad to to see it all happen. Obviously, it's a big thing for them to to put a big event on in front of them. So, I'm sure they'll be going mad for Daniel Bryan. So, despite it being open air, I'm sure it'll still you'll still feel it. So, yeah, that that, that was that one anyway. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get past. We the got crap. some
2: decent minutes out of that match, considering I yeah,
1: haven't watched it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the review was better than the match. Uh, uh, Ronda Rousey with Natalia in a corner defeating Alexa Bliss, who had Alicia Fox and Mickey James in her corner. Uh, this went longer than I expected sorry. and was more varied than I expected. But I guess they were kind of smart enough to use the uh, the whole rib injury thing as a way to. To you know, add more time to it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was really well done. To be fair, I think we all knew that Ronda was a hundred percent winning. Um, but I think it was really well done, and I think I, I, I'm not sure if this is what the, this is probably what they wanted. They wanted to see Ronda selling um, other people quite well. Obviously, we've just seen pretty much squash matches to be fair. I know Naya got in a bit of offense, but she's just had squash matches really. And in this one, um Alexa run most of the match. Um and I think that worked quite well. Um, and Rhonda's just getting more impressive by the week at this stage. She's she can sell, she can dominate, she can squash it, it it maybe we just maybe we just gotta help her run matches a bit better. That might be the one thing to do. But one maybe once she's onto a higher caliber of opponent. I know Alexa Bliss is very good, but she's still not in the Charlotte um, division or the Becky division or whoever. Um, but it, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the scope of of uh, Ronda Rousey at this stage. Cause she's she must be breaking all expectations, even from the higher ups at WWE, who probably watch her daily, because she's just delivering in every regard. I think, think the only weakness we've seen is promos. That's about it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I, that's it, and it's, again, that's just going to come with time. Yeah. I'm feeling comfortable talking in front of people like that, other than just straight out answering questions. Obviously, UFC is a very different thing, but mm-hmm. what you see is their natural fighting skills from her. You know, obviously from her MMA, from her judo and everything else, she is, she's just so good. She is just so good. She is so quick. It's, it's incredible. And, and the one match that I would love to see, uh, the one opponent I would love to see, uh, Ronda in there with for me is, is Asuka. I think, you know, just them two mm. with the kicks and the, and the, the blows delivering between them the way that they're both, you know, the way that they're both packaged. And the speed at which they both deliver for me that 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 could be so much fun to watch. But I think you're right. Um, she is uh, she's got to be well ahead of schedule and, and ahead of anybody's expectations, despite you know the, the caliber that she come in, you know, track record of of achievements that she's coming with.
2: Yeah, yeah, she's. Uh, I think everyone had slight doubts at the start, but I think now people can see. She's she's a marketing machine, and she's she's paying. She's not letting anyone down. It's not like, um, let's say Goldberg, because his return was fairly awful. Um, it, it's n- it's not like that. She is she's going the extra mile by the looks of it. She she's just tr- I think I'm not sure what is like behind the scenes, obviously, but she is basically just one of the women on the roster now. She's not squashing people. Obviously she did Alexa Bliss that one time, but she's having genuine matches, and I'm not sure how old she is, but I imagine she's got a good few years and left. Um, And she's just she's probably one of the biggest stars already, and it's so young in a in a WWE career. And obviously she she goes off and she'll probably be going off and doing movies at times like that. So I think that I think it's a really She's got so much potential, and with the movies and stuff, she can obviously keep fresh because she won't she won't be on screen all the time. If she does have to go off and do movies, so I think it she's just going to be brilliant. And obviously, there's the rumors of uh, a main event in WrestleMania and stuff like that. Maybe not ready for that, but maybe in a in a year or two. I don't think anyone would be disappointed if if Ronda V. Oscar or Ronda V. Charlotte was main event in WrestleMania.
1: No, it's one of the yeah, one of the obviously we as WrestleMania comes around, we end up with kind of three or four main events. One of the main events, <clears throat> I don't think anyone could could complain at all. And and mm. I think you're right; she's certainly heading in that direction. Yeah, to I be fair. Think she was, was the like, best
2: thing at this WrestleMania already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I didn't think this was like a great match or anything like this, but I thought it it was it was quite good. Uh, it was and it was. Like you say, it was a sign of a development, and yeah, I think think she just needs uh, something else now. It needs it. It needs a new sort of direction to move into, and because inevitably, Alexa Bliss is going to get start working towards that whole build for the match with um, Trish Trish Stratus. So, it'll be interesting where they go, but yeah, uh, the sky is absolutely the limit for Ronda Rousey. So that just leaves us with Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, um, Hell in a Cell match. Um, if you, if we, we forego the the actual finishing segment, because you can't just call it a finish because it took about five minutes to do the finish. Um, yeah. What what did you make of the the actual time that these two were were actually duking out one on one?
2: All three minutes of it. <laughs> 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 uh, it. <laughs> I predicted this would be match of the night, and I think it's fair to say it was disappointing. Um, it, I think it was building into something all right, to be fair, and um, it just kind of died a death when when um, the Sh- the other two members of Shield came out and Drew and Ziggler came out. I just think it died a death at that moment, and that was one of the concerns we had, wasn't it? And um, yeah. It, It had some nice spots. Obviously, Braun was dominating quite a bit. There was a few uh, steel chair... uh, Not steel chair. Steel step spots that were quite um, stiff. And um, steel chairs, etc. And then Roman Reigns spears him and they're literally down for 15 minutes. It was like, what the hell? It, It just seemed really stupid. And I think that's the best way you could put... We obviously haven't mentioned the actual finish, but I just think from... Pretty much after about five minutes, maybe ten minutes, to not be as harsh, but ten minutes onwards, the match just got really stupid, in my opinion. And I yeah. think we all, most of us probably expected um, Drew and them lot to come out, but it just it just went a bit too far, get, all of them getting on the cellar. I imagine most people expected someone was going through the announce table at some point, but it just seemed really stupid. Yeah, it looked,
1: for me, it looked too contrived to go yeah. through the table. It's like, <clears throat> I think for, for what those four guys had already given in terms of that tag team match, we didn't need them to come out and do big yeah. high spots. And if the storyline, you know, if their thinking was well, storyline wise, well, if Lesnar comes out, surely, you know, the backup would come and do something about it. So you have to get the backup out of the way in order for Lesnar, you know, to come clearly out and not have anyone get in his way. So that kind of makes sense, but that could easily have just been Ziggler and McIntyre show up and then the shields show up and the the four of them go off into the crowd brawling. You could have that done and dusted within a minute, couldn't you? And then you don't need, you don't need Reigns and Strowman, you know, who, two guys who show superhuman strength and, you know, keep kicking out of virtually anything to roll and lay out on the floor for, you know, for, for over five minutes. Whilst these other guys are doing their spots, and then Lesnar coming out. So for me, it was just the way it was so drawn out and executed at the end is, and 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 I do think that whole bit of going through the table was just unnecessary, really. I I don't think it needed that. In, in my view, I mean that for the match itself, I thought I thought it, it was it was pretty decent. It wasn't as good as some of the stuff that they've done before, but it was still quite good. It, it was a bit fun. It was all right. And uh, yeah, and then, then the finish kind of just takes you out of the moment. And it's it's that silliness, isn't it? That, you know, the, these two guys are so strong and you can't keep them down. However, all it takes is one to deliver a spear, and they're both laid out on the floor for five to ten minutes waiting for Lesnar to come. So, I mean, that whole visual thing, though, of Lesnar kicking the door in, I mean, that, that itself, that, I've got to say, that looked really good.
2: Yeah, it was quite cool, and especially with the big red cell, that was kind of fun. yeah. Um, it looked it looked a bit better. Um, yeah, I t- I, I quite liked Brock coming out to be fair, but he f 5 them once, and then they ended the match. It it's, it's hell in a cell. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's not how matches end. <laughs> they pretty much go on until one of you is dead, <laughs> um, and some bloke just comes in and does one move on you. Pretty much, it uh, it it just seemed a bit daft. Um, it it seemed to break K if if that's how we're going to word it. Um, so yeah, I, I cannot. We, we obviously know why Brock came out because he's like the Saudi thing, and um, they've obviously. Let's say invited him with benefits <laughs> uh, to to probably come back a bit earlier than yeah. he imagined. Um, Here's a
1: potato sack full of money. Please come and wrestle.
2: Oh, I lost this money bag, bag of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, I think it. I think it's all right. they just seemed a bit stupid. And as you said, it was kind of cool seeing Brock kicked the shit out of the door and stuff like that. It was like almost reminiscent of Kane. Probably, it's never going to be as iconic. Um, but it would have it would have been cool if he ripped it off rather than um, uh, just kicked out. I thought he was going to start twatting people with it, to be honest. Yeah,
1: I'd say it, for me, it, it was kind of like, it had potential but it was, the way that it was all done was a bit, a little bit nonsensical and, and I just think you know, just you know, to set all that up just for a pop for them to go through the table, it just, it didn't. I don't think it needed it. And and them guys had mm. given enough. They'd had their 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 moment. And you know, I I don't know. It just it just it took me out a bit. It was it just felt a bit silly, and a bit a bit too drawn out. And a, you know, and a, yeah, it's it's a shame really. It was it wasn't the best ending to. So what on the whole, though, I, I've got to say, was was a pretty good pay per view, and then like we said at the beginning, you know, I, I quite enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I think it's probably been one. Of, it's probably been one of the best ones since Survivor Series last year. I think that was undoubtedly one of the best ones in in memory. Um, so I think. It's probably been the best since then, undoubtedly, for me. I know SummerSlam had really big highs and some lows. Um, WrestleMania was, like, half good, half bad. Um, so I think this one, overall, it may have had one of the worst matches, but I think um, the rest of it was quite good. Uh, some of it was very good. Um, so, yeah, hopefully post-Brock era, I know he ended up on it, but this is a good start to the post-Brock era of pay-per-views.
1: Yeah, and, and again... The 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 only other thing as well for me is that's the Money in the Bank briefcase gone. Yeah, that's so such a really, waste. Really, it was that, again, to me. That was, yeah, it just, what a waste of the briefcase.
2: Yeah, and it, maybe, I think the briefcase is kind of turning into that now, isn't it? It's not had that moment. It's not had that big payoff moment for a while now. I can't really remember the last memorable one. Probably. No, it, it, yeah, it needs remember. to be on a
1: breakout heel. That's what it really yeah. that's the, that's the for me is the whole purpose of, the, of that briefcase is a breakout heel. And then we get the payoff and then it's it means something.
2: Thing is it could have been a face this time as well because uh, obviously if Brock well, Brock's a heel champ so it could have been huge for I can't even remember if Finn was in it, but if Finn was in it, imagine if he cashed in on Brock. That would have been absolutely huge. <laughs> uh, but no, we we did this last week, and now now it made it worse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we did. So that yeah, that was it. So that was Hell in the Cell. Um, coming up, I mean, we're, there's a few pay per views. Well, there's a few events coming up, isn't there, guys? So we'll over the coming weeks, we'll we will talk about. The uh, the women's evolution pay per view, the event in Australia and obviously there's the whole Saudi thing as well. So they're they're coming up in the next few weeks, aren't they?
2: Yeah, we're gonna be busy. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um I'm not sure what we've got on next week, but I think the Aussie one would be the week after. Um maybe we get Alex on for that one. Um obviously a big wrestling fan. I don't think he's been on yet, but if we get Alex on for the for his home show, he might we might get some um, some good input from there.
1: Oh, there you go. What what we're extending the invite to one Alex Barilaro, Barilaro. <laughs> the invite's going out to you, buddy. And we're also at some point over the next few weeks, listeners, we are going to be doing a, a little special on the whole cruiserweight division. It will be like an in focus show. So where we're going to talk talk about the uh, the cruiserweight division within the WWE uh, what we think it's where, well, what we think where it is uh, what we could do with it, how we could improve it so anybody out there with any suggestions uh, how you would take it forward, feel free to contact us on Twitter, we are at PW underscore index so uh, please do get in touch so, uh, so yeah, like you said Guy it's going to be a busy few weeks ahead
2: yeah, yeah, and that—that's the way we like it, isn't it? I know the split, the um, the split pay-per-view thing wasn't great for the few years we had it, but uh, more events the better. It's just to shame some of the red countries that aren't great, but that's a, not for not for wrestling pods, that's for a political pod.
1: <laughs> yeah anyway folks uh, so that has been your Hell in a Cell uh, review uh, and like we say we've got a few things coming up over the next few weeks and please do get in touch with us with any of your suggestions of what you would do with the WWE Cruiserweight division and we will get to talking about that at some point in the very near future but until uh, until then from us from myself and from Guy thank you all for listening bye bye now <laughs>